the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1. I'm Bill Carl, which means it's Tuesday. Hey, Bill's on. It's Tuesday. Thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it. Of course, as we take a look at the headlines, uh, as we listen to Salem uh, Network News, uh, the big story today is uh, the funerals of those killed in the synagogue shooting in Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh. And uh, those funerals have continued throughout the day as uh, folks are laid to rest. And it is uh, a difficult time for our country, uh, not just for Pittsburgh. Because it reminds us that all of the things, some of the things, many of the things that we thought were long gone or had been, you know, educated out of us, the things that we thought were not part of who we are anymore, apparently still are. And and not just a a lone gunman, uh, a recluse, somebody who didn't show up uh, anywhere, who didn't seem to have any friends, but there are large groups of people who believe deep in their heart that that the Jews are evil and need to be dealt with right here in our country. Some of them would even call themselves Christians. And uh, as I've looked at this story, we'll talk about more stories. I've got some more to reflect on in this, but some more thoughts about who we are as people of faith and how we react to this and how we keep this from growing. Uh, Other stories uh, popping up that uh, we'll talk about, of course, uh, everybody flooding to the polls already. I don't know how you've experienced this, but my social media is filled with I voted stickers as early voting continues in Florida and across the country here in Florida. It ends on Saturday, November the 3rd is the last day, I believe for early voting. And so If you're going to do it, if you're going to take advantage of early voting, which I still have yet to do, uh, get it done because it's such a great opportunity. It's such an awesome thing to be able to take care of it, have it finished before uh, next Tuesday when you're standing there kind of uh, at 7 a.m. before you got to go to work and everybody's lined up or you have to hurry out of work fast to kind of get over there and make it happen. Cast your vote. Early voting is a great thing. Uh, big uh, thanks to uh, Governor uh, Rick Scott, who uh, enabled early voting to continue on uh, past the weekend in areas affected by uh, Hurricane Mike or Hurricane Thomas. Michael Thomas. My mind is going today, Mike. I apologize for that. Uh, but uh, but a great thing. And you have to get out there. You have to cast that vote. Uh, you have to make your voice heard more than ever. It's crucial that we speak into the culture. And that's a great way to do it. And then finally, this is kind of an odd story. 
for for the Tampa Bay area. You know how people every year go over to uh, the Gaylord uh, Palms over in uh, Orlando for the whole ice experience, and they rent the parkas, and you go through, and you're like, hey, we're cold for a day. Woo, winter. That is actually going to be a part of what's happening here in Tampa Bay. They are opening Florida's first snow park in Pasco County. They're going to buy 58 acre, acres uh, over off of uh, Bellamy Brothers Boulevard, and uh, they're going to put up a park there. It's the same people who did Tree Hoppers. Uh, aerial adventure park and then they do scream again halloween uh, but they're going to pop up a a snow park so we can have a little winter around here that'd be kind of cool man I, I would be down with that you know head over do a little sledding and then uh, head over to the beach and uh, get a sunburn i'm all over that so yeah there we go uh also by the way this i like this this is more of a national thing New York City. I wish I was trick-or-treating in New York City with the kids this year. Because uh, Reese's is Reese's. I said that incorrectly. My kids have got me doing that. It's Reese's. It's not Reese's. My wife does that, too. It drives me nuts. Reese's, the peanut butter cup people, are setting up a candy converter on Fifth Avenue in New York City. So you can take all that garbage candy that you don't like. You know, the cheapy candy, and I if you did this, hey, listen, I've been there, but and don't be mad at me, but you know the little black and orange-wrapped kind of caramel butterscotch things that are always the very last thing in your in your Halloween candy or your trunk-or-treat basket if you go to trunk-or-treat or fall festival, however you collect candy during the annual candy harvest this time of year, you can take that. And I think they're going to put uh, up to 10,000 Reese's Reese's peanut butter cups in this machine. You dump all your I don't like this candy candy in it, and you get that out. I am all over that. Because some of those candies are, they're like the black licorice jelly bean that ends up in your Easter basket. It sits there till June, and then mom gets sick of it, and she throws it away. I Love it. Uh, I wish they would put one of these things in Tampa Bay. I would be the first one down there. Hey, Mike, what's the candy you hated growing up on Halloween? You know what? That's a, that is a big question because I have a huge sweet tooth, and I'm trying to think about which candy was my favorite, and I'd probably have to say right off the top of my head, not a big fan of Raisinets. Not a big fan of Raisinets. Me either. Um, not a big fan of... Anything that was kind of waxy and wrapped in wax paper. Like I said, the orange and black generic Halloween candy, no. Uh, Not a fan of fireballs or jawbreakers. Not a fan of, I don't know. You know, sometimes I like paydays. But generally speaking, not. Here's what always gets eaten first at our house. Not so much Sarah because he's deathly allergic to peanuts. But with Zachary and uh, myself and Missy, it goes uh, probably Reese's peanut butter cups go first. Anything chocolate, Hershey's, Kit Kats, Nestle's Crunch, uh, that would be a strong contender. You know what I like, and you don't see them a lot, but I like those malted, uh, those milk malt, you know, the malt balls, little sleeves of malt balls. Milk duds? No, milk duds are, no, no, no. No, the, they're like crunchy, but they're light. They're like foamy. It's like somebody stuck really tasty styrofoam 
in a vat of chocolate and crunched it up. It's like if if Cheetos made something chocolate and covered it with chocolate, that's what it would be, right? I think I think I know what you're talking about. And those yeah. are those are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So be careful. We'll give the uh, typical. Uh, I'm sorry. Watch out. Uh, don't. You know. Check the apples for all that kind of thing. And here's one thing, my friend. Actually, I think Pastor Witten said this. He says, if you're if you, if you're going to give tracks out on Halloween, which I think is a great thing, you better give some candy out too, and make it good stuff. That's all I got to say. I think Halloween is a great time to to share the Lord. I, I think Halloween, if you're at home, is a great time uh, to reflect some kindness. And in the middle of what maybe is kind of born out of darkness, to be able to say, hey, there's a light. I'm just saying, if you're going to hand out a tract, throw some candy in there with it. Don't be the, don't be the, don't be the one who gives out a penny or it's like tip tracks. Just don't, just don't do that. Just don't do that. Share the Lord, hand out the candy, and everything will be cool. It'll all be good. Hey, I've got some uh, thoughts on um, what happened in Pittsburgh. I've got some thoughts on how anti-Semitism and other isms kind of grow. And I've got some thoughts on how we can, in our own little ways, speak to that in a way that's meaningful. And I want to hit that next here on the Bill Carl Show. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk 570, 910-FM-102.1. Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row, the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything, flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who will make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. There's no question you need omega-3s, but which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765. 
Hey, thanks for listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1. Uh, thankful for the time that we get to spend with you each and every day. You know what? Uh, I was looking through my kids, uh, through Zachary's uh, emails from his teacher. He has a great civics teacher who every week basically emails us everything they're doing in civics. So one week it was uh, first few amendments of the Constitution, and another week it was uh, documents, articles of confederation. I mean, really in-depth, this is how government works stuff. And he not only sends um, he not only sends what they're doing, but he actually sends the note from his class. So it's kind of been a nice recap for me to go through that all again. And you know what? We're just so blessed to have uh, great teachers like uh, Mr. Bright uh, helping out and really giving my kid just such a solid grounding in civics and in uh, what makes this country work. Now, you may be listening to that and you go, yeah, my kid's teacher doesn't do that. In fact, mm, regrettably, my kid's teacher seems to be doing the very least possible at all to actually help my child. Hey, listen, that's not the norm. Believe it, because I'm married to an educator. But it does happen. And I just want to let you know that there is an alternative. Um, I talk about it a lot uh, in the morning. Uh, but when you go to our website, ChristianTuitions.com, you are going to find some of the finest private Christian schools in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, and you're going to be able to have your child enroll there for the first year at half-off tuition. And that's before anything else. A lot of these schools are eligible for McKay scholarships, for step-up scholarships. But before any of that, uh, you can take advantage of half-off your first year's tuition at a great Christian school. Uh, check that out today, ChristianTuitions.com. And you can find a school that has amazing teachers, just like my kids' teachers, who will uh, nurture them, who will send them home uh, with the same values that you teach at home. And you can feel good about that. So, again, check that out at ChristianTuitions.com. So I've been kind of mulling over and thinking and praying about what to say about what happened at this synagogue and this gunman who went in and killed, uh, you know, 11 people because he just felt like it was his calling to kill as many Jews as he possibly could. And I began to ask myself, you know, where does that grow? You know, how do you go from one day, I just, you know, maybe I don't like these people, to to a gun? And there's a couple things that kind of popped into my mind. One is it grows in the dark. Uh, It grows in secret. Um, it grows and yet it doesn't grow without community. I mean, this guy was online all the time at several of these, uh, nationalist website, white nationalist websites, anti-Semitic websites, um, you know, gleaning community there, trying to become a hero with that. But the other thing, and there's not a lot that you and I can necessarily control about that, but I think what we can do is a be very clear and I'll I'll speak specifically about the Jewish community um speak speak to that very specifically and say that our love for the Jewish community shouldn't just be about the book of Genesis 
it shouldn't just be a Genesis chapter 12, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Uh, we find in Romans 9, 6 that you know, Paul counts those of, the, of Israel as those who've come to Christ. So we tend to have this kind of weird relationship as it relates to our love and our concern for those of the Jewish faith being so closely related, obviously. Um, some of us have that sense that, well, I, I'm just because I want to be because I want to be in a nation that blesses Israel so that we can kind of be along for the ride, then I'm going to love them, but I don't really necessarily have have love for them. It's it's kind of a weird, ironic uh, kind of thing that, that we do. Um, it's kind of like, well, if I want to get that, then this goes along with it. And, and I don't like that. And we're called to love because we're called to love. We're called to witness Christ because we're called to witness Christ. Um, not because we want a certain position, uh, in the world, um, is some sort of, you know, Hey, if we hang on and do this, then, then we'll be okay too. It's not like grabbing onto a lifeboat necessarily. Um, we trust God more than that. We trust Christ more than that. And it, uh, I think it muddies the waters and I think it's not always genuine, I'm big on speaking out because I can tell you right now, and I didn't know if I was going to tell this story on the air today, but I am. Um, Several years ago, in fact, it's been a number of years ago, many, many years ago, uh, I was working with a a political candidate around here. And if I said their name, you would maybe know who it was. And we were working on some creative and trying to you know, kind of hammer out some things. And, um, you know, people, when they work with me, feel very comfortable, and I want them to. Uh, I want people to feel like, you know, that they can be comfortable, that they can be who they are, that they don't have to put up a front. Sometimes, though, when the front comes down, you find out who somebody really is. It's pretty scary. Uh, But uh, this person's opponent in that particular political race was Jewish. And so he and I were just kind of talking through some of the, the ins and outs of what we we're going to do. And all of a sudden he goes, he goes, hey, man, he goes, uh, I, uh, he said, now, listen, he goes, I, I love Israel. You know, the Lord says to bless Israel. He goes, but, um, he goes, you know, but I think, I think that the tribe is working against me. And I just, what? I, I didn't even know what to say. I, I, I might, he goes, yeah, they, you know, they, they, sometimes they, they all stick together and they try to work against you and they, they go behind and, and, and yeah, I think they're trying to get me. And I just, I, I was flabbergasted. I, you know, listen, I, I grew up in this country. I, I grew up in the heartland and in this, I, I grew up all around this country. People say, Bill Carl, where are you from? I said, I was born in Toledo, but then I lived in LA, but then I came back to Michigan but then we lived in North Carolina in the buckle of the Bible belt where I came to know the Lord. And then, and then Florida, I had never, I mean, this was the kind of stuff I'd seen on television. I just had never, I, I didn't. And, and to be really honest with you, um, I, I just, I just brushed it off. I, I didn't even acknowledge. I, I just, 
I said, well, let's, hey, man, let's get, just get this thing done and, and let's, let's take care of this. And, and afterwards, I then went to my boss at that time and, and I recounted that conversation and I put it in that person's hand to kind of deal with that uh, the way that they would deal with it. And, and I just let it go. But in hindsight, I wish I hadn't. I wish I'd done more. I wish I'd had the strength in, in that moment to call it out, to call him out. Uh, I later on, you know, I'll, I'll just between you and me and the wall, I, I went later on. I've, I, as a direct result, I went and voted for his opponent. Because I don't want that stuff running. I don't care what side of the issues you're on in that context. I don't, I don't need that. We don't need that. Um, but, but I think, as we know, as that stuff grows in the dark, it grows in an, like an insidious fungus. Um, we have a responsibility to shine light on that. I had a responsibility to shine light on that. And I wish I would have shown more light on it. I, I wish I would have, at that point, stopped everything and said, um, I don't know why you feel like you can say this to me or why you feel like this is okay, but this is not okay. And you may say you're listening to this conversation and go, well, it's not a big deal. I mean, he just felt like it, there's a conspiracy against him from the, and I'm like, when you say it, when you think it in your mind, it doesn't sound like a big deal. When you say it out loud, when you say this out loud, I think there's a Jewish conspiracy against me because they stick together. That's right at the root. That's right at the root. That's where it begins. That's where the division begins. That, that can turn into a lone gunman going into a synagogue. And if you say, Bill, you're crazy, then you can tell that to Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And you can tell that to, to, to 1933 in Germany. And, and you can tell that to those who went through Kristallnacht. That's where it begins. It begins when we don't say anything. Uh, it begins, and not just with uh, anti-Semitism, but any other type of ism that's out there. It begins when somebody says something and they test you, Maybe it just seems like a small joke or a, a tiny reference. And we don't say something. We don't make it known that, you know, that, man, that's not, that's not who I am. That's not what Christianity is all about. And I'm not saying that, that what happened in Pittsburgh is somehow our fault. I'm not saying that um, we had anything to do with that. I think in a lot of ways, racism, I think a lot of this thing is cropping up because technology is bringing us in close proximity, closer proximity to viewpoints and evil that we just really didn't think of as being existent because somebody's silent at the lunch table at work because they don't share that stuff in the office. But all of a sudden you see that pop up online and people who didn't have, um, affirmation from others who hold those same views finally are find they're finding that affirmation and it's fueling them and it's it's allowing them to grow that and, and we in the christian community we need to be able to stand against that we need to be able to 
say, yes, I will pray for you. But also when somebody thinks they can say that in front of us, when somebody feels like that they have an in to make that joke or to make that statement or to denigrate in some way, we need to be able to say, hey, man, that's not me. That's not what I'm about. Salt, light, truth. It kills all that filth that grows in the dark. Back with more on the Bill Carl Show here on Faith Talk, 570-910-FM-102.1 in just a minute. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. More than 1,000 people today poured into one of Pittsburgh's largest synagogues to mourn two intellectually disabled brothers who were among those killed in Saturday's shooting. The rabbi presiding over that service says that they were the very definition of what he called beautiful souls at their joint funeral. The boys were now in their 50s. Meanwhile, there were two other funerals that also took place today. There will be 11 by the end of the week. President Trump was set to travel to the historic hub of Pittsburgh's Jewish community. A few funerals were getting underway today, but the president was expected to meet with first responders and community leaders to discuss the crisis. Divers today searching for victims of that Lion airplane crash yesterday in Indonesia that killed everybody on board, all 189 people. A better course of events today on Wall Street for investors. The Dow closed up 431 points and NASDAQ up 112. This is SRN News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-290-7100. That's 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. Let's face it. We live in a time where we constantly have to sift through fake news and fake qualifications. Here in Florida, with the uptick in the need for electrical contractors, it's not unusual to hear about electricians who either portray their abilities beyond that which they're licensed for, or they're not licensed at all, compromising the quality of work and the safety of their clients. You can rest secure knowing that Mr. Sparky electricians are fully licensed and qualified to perform the installations and repairs you require. 
Not only are Mr. Sparky electricians fully licensed, they're background checked, drug tested, they arrive on time, and every bit of work they do is satisfaction guaranteed 100%. And there's nothing fake about that. You don't have to put up with any malarkey called 888 Sparky. Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? Find a job you can believe in and get excited about at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings. They connect devoted people like you with thoughtful employers that share your values. Once you log on and see the quality job opportunities available, you'll never settle for just a job again. Log on to ChristianJobs.com. That's ChristianJobs.com. What if I could tell you that a full-blown wildfire was going to occur tomorrow right where you live? Tell you exactly which neighborhoods it would engulf and how fast it would do it. The first thing you would do is talk with your loved ones and make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a wildfire will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you make a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hey, thanks for listening to Faith Talk 57910, FM 102.1. I have to go home and carve a pumpkin tonight after scout meeting. Got to figure out the best way to do that, too. Like, last year I did, um, I, this is horrible. I shouldn't even say this on a Christian radio station. I took the... Uh, the guts out of the pumpkin and I made it look like the pumpkin was just kind of not feeling well. I, I, I feel bad for even bringing it up, but I can't help it. My kids thought it was just amazing though. And I was a hero. So, and it, it didn't have fangs. It wasn't anything scary. It wasn't anything, you know, ungodly. It was just not feeling well. The pumpkin was, I, like I said, I'm sorry that I brought it up when you pray for me when you go to trunk or treat tonight. Okay. Or tomorrow night. All right. Uh, you know, pray for me too. And you too, if you're a mom or a dad and you have a kid who is either habitually angry, who's going through, uh, you know, tantrums and really has an issue with anger or it happens, happens even occasionally, it can just be so disconcerting and listen, they don't give you classes for that in parent school or whatever it is, you know, when it, they don't really, I don't care what grandma says. I don't care what the in-laws say when a child goes into a full bore angry tantrum and it becomes almost dangerous or it can become dangerous. Nobody, uh, nobody ever said, Hey, Bill and Missy, here's how you deal with that. And there's a book that's come out. In fact, when I got a copy of it across my uh, desk, I, I, I buzzed Mike Miracle, the, my producer. I was like, hey, get this lady on the phone because we all we all need help around here. Trisha Goyer is uh, as a best-selling author, a couple of Carol Awards. Uh, she has written over 70 fiction and nonfiction books and hearkening back to her own experiences with three biological children and then uh, answering the call of adoption, she has written a book called Calming Angry Kids, Help and Hope for Parents in the Whirlwind. Trisha, thanks for joining us today. And you have it right. It can be an absolute whirlwind, can it? It can. And, you know, sometimes we're not in Kansas anymore. We're swept <laughs> up in that tornado. We don't know where we're going to land. And we have adopted uh, seven kids over the last five years. Mm. And, you know, I never 
dealt with anger. I mean, you know, we had those angry moments with my biological kids, but the anger that we faced just with kids being with trauma, I didn't know how to handle it, even after I'd been a mom for 23 years. And through a lot of training and therapists, I learned some techniques. Um, and I found that I started giving the advice to other parents, and it found its way into this book. You know, it's interesting you bring this up because in our own family, we've dealt with this uh, to a certain extent with some anxiety issues and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, And you can feel so powerless in those moments when all of the isms uh, that you've been taught over the years, all the, you know, stuff that is just kind of community folklore, you try it and nothing works and uh, there's still rage going on. Uh, I would imagine now as you were going through this, you had to have felt some of that 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 helplessness. Talk about that and how that spurred you to write the book. Yeah, definitely. When you have, you know, we our first ones we adopted were a two-year-old and five-year-old from foster care. And the five-year-old especially, it would just be like 30 to 45-minute tantrums and throwing things. I mean, I'm, she was tiny, but I could barely control her. Like, I could barely hold mm-hmm. her down. It wasn't safe for me. It wasn't safe for the kids. And I just remember thinking, what are we going to do? How are we going to get over this? She had had a failed adoption right before us. Mm. So I know there have been other families that couldn't deal with it. And so we ended up going to therapy. And I remember, you know, here I was a mom for 23 years. I had three almost grown kids. The therapist was about 24 years old, this little intern. I'm like, what do I do? How do I handle this situation? And she just gave me wonderful advice. And one of the things that the therapist had me do is something that I didn't even think would apply to the anger is she just had me spend five to 10 minutes a day with my daughter in a non-angry situation. So um, I was taught to praise her, to uh, repeat what she was saying, to focus on her um, eye to eye. And what I realized is sometimes our kids are so anxious, they're so overwhelmed, we're shuffling them from here or there, they don't really feel seen, heard, and appreciated. And it was amazing how just spending that time with my daughter, and I've, I've done it with my other adopted kids, just having that bonding time really made the angry moments less and less. Also, not not escalating because when my kids get angry, I find myself getting angry, and it doesn't do any good. Really, the best way to help an angry child is to stay calm ourselves because, you know, pretty soon if we get angry, then it's not about them. It's about you're mean and you're yelling at yeah. us. So, so many things I just learned to really help me to stay calm myself. So. You know something? It's funny because that just that uh, kind of resonates with me so much. We, again, have had these type of situations in our home, dealing with some anxiety disorders and these type of things. And it is really hard as a parent when your child is in that place where maybe they are dealing with anger and it's just flowing out and bubbling out. It's hard not to become resentful and angry yourself. And when you do that, it's like looking at a grease fire and then saying, you know what this grease fire needs? It needs kerosene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is such, I mean, I wish I would have had that in my book. <laughs> I'm going to go back and rewrite it. There you it go. Just, just throw me a little credit there, right? <laughs> yeah, and that is so true. And, and I think part, part of it is that I learned it's a natural response. So when we have a kid screaming and yelling, our body is going to react. We feel our heart racing. So it's a natural response, but we can learn to calm ourselves down. And how do you do that? What are some of the things as you were as you were going through this and you put this in the book? Because what I like about the book is in addition to going through the situations and, you know, in fact, just you talked about confession, opening us <laughs> up to our kids, you mm-hmm. know, and being able to let that be. 
uh, a two-way street where you just say, you know what, man, hey, I botched it here. Uh, I messed up. And, and disarming him in that way. What I like about this book is at the end of the chapters, you have action steps. So what was what was that about when you were starting to put all this together? Uh, talk about the the distance between here are the ideas and here's what happens. And by the way, here's what you can do about it. Yeah. So you mentioned confession. And when I found myself getting angry, um, you know, in which I never really thought I struggled with anger before, just going to them and saying, you know, mommy messed up. First of all, they need to know that we're not perfect either. It's not like we're the perfect parents and they're the difficult kids. <coughs> Sorry about that. But we mess up too. Also, it shows them what confession is. And, you know, pretty soon my kids started coming to me and said, I am so sorry I acted that way. But we really need to let them know that this is something that we all deal with. And also we can go to God for help. And one of the scripture verses I taught them is just the fruit of the Spirit. You know, love is patient. I mean, um, God, the fruit of the Spirit is love, mm-hmm. joy, peace, um, faithfulness, gentleness, and that God can help us. So in the moments when they're feeling anxious, they're feeling overwhelmed, they're feeling angry, they can just set up a quick prayer. Another thing is we taught them how to calm themselves down. And so one of the things is we created calming bags um, where it had Play-Doh in it and it had bubbles, scripture verses, and paper and pencil. And when they felt themselves getting anxious, getting angry, um, you know, first of all, I would want to always like fix it now, like calm down, stop that, which that did never work. Um, <laughs> but instead, down. <laughs> settle down. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't work. But saying, you know, why don't you go to your room for five minutes and just get something out of your calming bag? And for example, the bubbles. So when they have bubbles, they are taking a deep breath in, then they're blowing out the bubbles. So it's a breathing technique, but they're playing with bubbles. Um, And so giving them a chance and teaching them ahead of time, when you get angry, these are some things to help you calm down. Another thing is washing their hands so that warm water Mm. will calm themselves down. You know, all these things, we need to teach them how to calm themselves down. We teach our kids how to use the potty, how to eat with a fork, but we never really teach them how to calm down. And just saying calm down doesn't work. Giving them consequences, you know, you're not going to play Nintendo tonight. That doesn't work. It just gets them more angry. So giving them a space without, you know, following them and lecturing them. Um, that's another thing, too. When they are heightened, when they're angry, when the emotions are up, their thinking brain is turned off. It's like a light switch. It could be either one or another. When it's emotional, the thinking brain is off. So if we're sitting there lecturing them, teaching them the right way to act, how to respond instead, they're not hearing us. It's like the teacher from Charlie Brown, you know, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Nothing is getting through. Trisha so, Goyer joins us today on the uh, Bill Carl Show. You're listening to Faith Talk 570, 910 FM 102.1. She's written a book called Calming Angry Kids. You can learn more at trishagoyer.com. Help and hope for parents in the whirlwind. And boy, haven't we all been in the whirlwind at one time or another. You know, Trisha, one of the things you talk about in the book is trauma uh, creating mm-hmm. angry kids. And you talk about that in the context of your uh, of Sissy and your other children, uh, your adopted children. But is it always trauma? Is it is it always that? What else? 
No, it's not always trauma. I think sometimes we think it might be trauma, but really it can be something as simple as a a child that's not getting enough sleep. Um, You know, they're up late doing homework, then they have to get up early during school, and they're just really cranky toddlers in big kids' bodies Mm -hmm. not knowing how to deal with things and angry. It can be food allergies. I've had to talk to parents that it's that situation. It can be parents' unrealistic expectations. We're expecting them to be the best in band, the best in baseball, the best in math. And they feel so much pressure. It could be things like something happening in the neighborhood, like bullying or, you know, other, other conflicts with kids. And really it, it, it takes us pausing, like, what's going on and really noticing when they're getting angry and what situation is going on if they're angry after school. And we just uh, one of my kids gets really hangry, hungry, angry. <laughs> hangry. If they're hungry, yeah. yeah, if they're angry or hungry, the anger starts coming out and just take note of these things. Um, I tell parents to do an anger log. Okay, note the date, the time, what was going on, if there's something that triggered that. And we can become students of our children trying to figure out what will help them. And then we could solve those problems. Like once we maybe cut back on some of the act, uh, activities after school or be able to give them a snack. I mean, these things can actually solve a lot of problems. We're talking with Trisha Goyer. The book is Calming Angry Kids. Uh, Trisha, one of the things that kind of struck me, and it's it's really not in the book so much uh, that I've seen, and, I, you know, of course, we always get like, what's what are the questions we should ask Trisha? But here's something that kind mm-hmm. of popped into mind that I really like uh, about you and I like about this book. I know that you are a Christ follower. I know that your faith uh, means everything, and it's a thread that runs through this book. At the same time, you were able to break through a stigma I think a lot of people in the Christian community have, and that's you availed yourself of professional help. It wasn't just like, hey, if you rub jasmine essential oil on their feet and make sure that they eat, you know, uh, you know, gluten-free, you know, Ezekiel bread, uh, they'll be okay and pray the scriptures over them. You got some real help there, and, and talk about that and that balance. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when we first got these kids, and I was so overwhelmed, um, we needed professional help through therapy. And there's wonderful trauma therapists, and we actually did cognitive-based trauma therapy that really knew how to walk through trauma with kids. Um, Kids are great recorders of information, things that happen in their life. They're not great interpreters. So sometimes kids don't even know how to interpret being moved from house to house. You know, they think something's wrong with them. They think they are the problem. All this anger build. Another thing that I talk about too a little bit is medication. You know, we have some some of our kids are on ADHD medication, um, which has really helped our kids. And I think if the therapists are there, if the, the medical doctors are able to provide help, I'm all for it. I know the difference that it's made in my family, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help these kids now because I'm preparing them for a future, and I want to be here to be just give them the best shot of having a good future. The book is Calming Angry Kids, Help and Hope for Parents in the Whirlwind. Trisha Goyer is the author. And, Trisha, I hope you'll join us again sometime in the show to talk more about this stuff. Oh, I would love to. Anytime. TrishaGoyer.com is the website. I'm Bill Carl. My friend Paul Porter going to talk a little bit about a great story with former Lightning player Brian Boyle as they get ready to face the New Jersey Devils tonight at Amelie Arena. That's coming up. Thank you.
Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row, the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything. Flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who will make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. It's time they make one about me. I'm afraid it's no. I only make movies about real superheroes. In Teen Titans Go to the Movies, which is now out on video, Batman's sidekick Robin is longing for public attention, but a baddie named Slade wants to lure him into a fame trap. This rollicking super spoof adventure is packed to the brim with chuckle-worthy mega-winks at everything DC Comics related. It also has an ample amount of toilet humor, but... Families who choose to cope with its inane gags will find some solid messages for kids in this social media age. So I'll give this Teen Titans pick a 4 out of 5 for family friendliness. Before you rent or buy, though, be sure to visit us first at PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olszewski for Focus on the Families Plugged In. Couples will never be more intentional with their marriages than churches are with their marriage ministries. Churches can help marriages, as Brad Rhodes describes on Focus on the Family Minute. As we've met with churches, the level of intentionality with children and youth compared to marriage, it's a big difference. There's a big gap. There's pretty strong focus on premarital counseling, pretty strong focus on crisis help, but not a lot of good structures to help the everyday marriage grow and be protected. Right. So what we want churches to do and what they're doing, we're so excited, they're going upstream, catching marriages pre-crisis. And if you catch a marriage at a five, it's not hard to get it to an eight or nine. Mm-hmm. If you catch a marriage at a one, you take some real expertise to try to help them get to a three because of the damage that's been done by the time they hit that crisis point. Helping strengthen marriages can prevent crisis. More from Brad at FamilyMinute.org. Caring for a loved one with Alzheimer's can be a daily struggle. Arden Courts can help. Arden Courts is a unique community designed solely to care for those living with memory loss. Arden's 20-plus years of experience makes a difference in the lives of residents and their families. Call Arden Courts today at 888-478-2410 and ask about their 30-day trial stay or respite care programs. That's 888-478-2410. Online at arden-courts.com. Ask an attorney every Saturday at 8 a.m. I am 75 years old. I have been married for 24 years. I'm contemplating divorce. I know, you're laughing. 
No, I'm not laughing. I don't laugh at any of my callers, and I really sincerely try to help everybody I can. And there's no such thing as a dumb question, and no such thing that would, would make me laugh, I don't think. Your question is on the will. Correct. If you get divorced, any provisions he made for you in the will become null and void. AM 570 and 910 WTBN. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk 57910 FM 102.1. By the way, free book online for you today at letstalkfaith.com. It's called Revolution in World Missions by K.P. Yohannan. You hear him on the weekends during Gospel for Asia. And uh, just an amazing uh, piece of work by an amazing author and a man of God. And again, if you'd like a free copy of that book, you can get it today at letstalkfaith.com. Well, hockey season is underway. The Tampa Bay Lightning tonight against the New Jersey Devils. And joining us is Paul Porter, the announcer, the the in do I call you the in-rink announcer, the in-house? What's the exact terminology? Man, you're the guy who yells Kucherov. <laughs> yeah. That's true. In, in arena announcer. I'm in gonna, arena announcer. In arena announcer. I'm just going to start calling you the player yeller. <laughs> hey, That's you know, of course, the Lightning early in the season, and I think across the NHL, we're still trying to get a feel for who's who and what skills people have and what teams are looking like. But a great story tonight, uh, former Lightning player returns Brian Boyle, who's now with New Jersey. And even though he's on the opposite team, We've all been pulling for him as he's been battling leukemia and some great news to report there. Yeah, he has uh, made a remarkable comeback. And uh, you're right, everybody, not only in the Tampa Bay area, but people throughout uh, the hockey world were really rooting him on. Just an overall good guy. And uh, it was certainly good to see that happen. Well, he has uh, achieved remission and uh, gone through that with a lot of grace. And at the same time, uh, there was also a possibility out there that his three-year-old Declan might have cancer. Uh, of course, now Boyle is in remission, and they found out that uh, Declan's issue does not uh, is not cancer, and so that's got to be a great sense of relief as well. But like you said, Paul, and you can talk a little bit about this from the time that Brian was with the Lightning, just an all-around good guy, and not just on the ice, but in the community. Yeah, he really is, and uh, just just to see that, to hear that good news about him, and it's not as though one guy is more deserving than another, but uh, he's just the kind of guy that you want to root for. He's uh, the kind of guy that is just a, a very popular person that did a lot in the community, does a lot in the community wherever he goes. And uh, it certainly, I think, is, is somebody that um, really engulfs himself with, with the community and with, with the hockey fans in general. Well, Lightning coach John Cooper made a joke that uh, now that he's in remission, they can really kind of hit him up against the boards a little bit harder <laughs> when they see each other tonight. You know, you, you've been around the game for a long, long time, and, of course, you're also uh, the arena announcer for the Magic and uh, the press box announcer for the Buccaneers. Uh, what is that like to be with an organization and somebody who's been such a key part of that for a number of years? All of a sudden, a contract uh, runs out, a new contract is signed across town, is it odd at all? I mean, does it feel strange for the first few times you see that person after they've made the switch? Yeah, it does. And uh, I think it really feels odd for the player himself when he's looking around and he has to think to go in the visitor's locker room instead of the home locker room. And uh, that that is something that uh, is certainly uh, different and unusual for the player. So uh, it, it's a different thing. But, you know, I've heard so many players 
say that that's business. That's part of it. And uh, uh, really, you can't uh, you can't do much more than that. Uh, just accept it as part of the job. It's part of the business. Uh, it's not a personal decision when you uh, talk about that. It's just something that uh, you look at and say, well, uh, time to move on, time to go work somewhere else and move on to a, a different position. And uh, that's kind of what happens. Do you ever think guys like Stamkos or Kucherov just try to mess with them a little bit? They're on the ice. Oh, yeah. One of them yeah, slams no. the stick down and goes, get it to me, Boiler, get it to me. <laughs> yeah, no question. No question about it. Awesome. Uh, it certainly does happen. What are your impressions of the Lightning uh, so far into this young season? Well, I, I like what I'm seeing. Uh, they they had a good road trip. I, I know a lot of people remember what happened most recently, and that was the 7-1 to loss in Arizona. Mm. But they, they took 7 out of a possible 10 points on that road trip, mm. and they'll take that any day of the week. To win yeah. 7 out of 10, that's a 700 percentage. Uh, that would be good in any sport. So uh, I think they did well. They, they, they won the three games in the middle of the trip. Uh, got a point in the first game. The, the very last game of the trip was really the only game they came away without any points. So overall, I think it was uh, a very good trip. Uh, they had a good home stand to start the season, winning four out of five games. So, you know, this team is playing well. Uh, the schedule has been a little bit of an adventure with five at home and then five on the road and then two at home and then two back out on the road. But uh, they seem to be adjusting to it, and they're doing much better when they're playing on a regular basis rather than sitting around for a few days. And, uh, this team, they like to play like every other day. I think that's what they're the most comfortable in. Amen. Yeah. Paul Porter joins us. Uh, he is the arena announcer for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and you hear him every Saturday at 11 o'clock on the home teams on our sister station, AM860, The Answer. And, Paul, before we uh, jump off here, congratulations to you on 36 years of marriage to Jan. That's pretty awesome, man. 36, 36 years she's put up with you. Well, I'll tell you, she deserves a Nobel Prize, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, uh, 36 one-year contracts, but I'll take every one of them. But, uh, she's been through a lot with me, and uh, I, I just uh, cannot say enough about her. She's uh, the love of my life and somebody that uh, I'm just proud to introduce as my wife, and it's just a uh, um, just a real special person. Well, she is. And, uh, Paul, you're a, let's get all mushy with Paul Porter. Paul, you're a really special person, too. Happy anniversary, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Bill, and uh, appreciate the, the kind words, and it's always uh, good talking with you. Awesome. Hey, man, you too. God bless, and go Bolts. All right. Let's see if we can get another one tonight. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1. I'm Bill Carl. We'll be back with more in just a moment. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The cost of many Medicare plans are decreasing this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans. Plans that can eliminate your out-of-pocket costs. Plans with $0 premiums. And even plans that pay you back. What is it people need to keep in mind? With so many new options, it can be confusing. You can get objective help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more. With lower co-pays, more choices like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage, and the freedom to see the doctors you choose. Don't miss out on savings you deserve. 
Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. Find out if you can get a Medicare plan that pays you back. Call 800-735-8803. That's 800-735-8803. 800-735-8803. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Lindsey Graham says he will introduce legislation to end birthright citizenship. The announcement from the South Carolina senator follows a suggestion from President Trump that he could accomplish the same thing through an executive order. Graham tweeting, finally, a president willing to take on this absurd policy of birthright citizenship. Graham says he'll introduce legislation along the same lines as that suggested by Mr. Trump. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. More than a 1,000 people have poured into one of Pittsburgh's largest synagogues to mourn the two developmentally disabled brothers who were killed in Saturday's massacre. Rabbi Jeffrey Meyer says Cecil and David Rosenthal were the very definition of beautiful souls at their joint funeral Tuesday at Rodef Shalom. Tree of Life congregation member Judah Samet, who survived the Bergen-Belsen concentration camp, says violence against Jews is a way of life. For my people, it never ends. And they... You know, we get used to it. Boston gangster James Whitey Bulger has died in prison in West Virginia. Bulger ruled South Boston. The legend, a lot of people, you know, growing up were like, oh, Whitey, he's cool. But Tommy Donahue had a different view. He's a scumbag, actually, is what he is. He's a mass murderer, and he's a destroyer of family. Bulger is alleged to have killed Donahue's father. Whitey Bulger led the mob in South Boston and also became an FBI informant. He was on the run since 1994, but was apprehended 16 years later. Sean McGonigal recalled at Bulger sentencing a call he received when he was 12 years old. He just called my house at uh, Christmas time and said, your dad's not coming home. When I asked who it was, he said it was Santa Claus. Whitey Bulger had just been transferred to the West Virginia prison, and a medical examiner declared him dead shortly after his arrival. I'm Ed Donahue. On Wall Street, the Dow by 432 points. The Nasdaq rose 112. The S&P advanced 41. More on these stories at townhall.com. Are you interested in trading stocks as a way to generate extra monthly income? Then listen up. Before you waste time or money on another service, you really need to learn about the online trader community that everyone is talking about. This is the group that allows you to trade with their money. That's right. When you complete their training program, Aviary Fund will gladly put up to $100,000 of their own money into your trading account. And the best part? You get to keep up to 85% of the profits without putting in a dime of your own money. Aviary Fund's trader development program is produced producing seriously amazing results. And as a special offer today, they are allowing our listeners to get started for free. Just text the word buzz to 48542 to join Apiary's trading program now. Learn how to trade using their money, not your own. To get started, just text buzz to 48542. That's B U Z Z to 48542 to join the Apiary trading community today. Text buzz to 48542. That's buzz to 48542. The International Committee of the Red Cross says over 100,000 people around the world are missing. The Red Cross is warning the United Nations that more than 100,000 people are unaccounted for, the highest number they've ever had. One official says the scale of armed conflicts in dozens of countries is partly responsible, along with migration issues. When thousands and thousands of people who are trying to flee conflict go missing in transit or at their new location, the International Committee of the Red Cross is urging preventive action 
like registering people who are being detained, allowing them to contact their families, and centralizing information on people missing to be checked against grave sites. I'm Jackie Quinn. The three factors driving the crisis are the scale of the missing, the intergenerational impact of the missing on families, and the increasing internationalization of the product. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. At least 10 people have been killed over two days in Italy as heavy rains and high winds buffet much of the country. The Italian news agency ANSA says the deaths included a woman who was buried by mud when a landslide invaded her home and a firefighter who was struck by a tree while responding to an emergency. While in the canal city of Venice, high winds on Monday created an exceptional tide and rising floodwaters overwhelmed many of its squares and walkways, covering three-quarters of the city for the first time in a decade. Venice's central St Mark's Square was closed Monday afternoon, with the fourth-highest water level ever recorded. I'm Charles Siledesma. Harley-Davidson is recalling nearly 178,000 motorcycles in the U.S. because they can get stuck in gear due to a clutch problem. The recall covers 26 models from the 2017 and 2018 model years. Harley has reports of five crashes with no injuries. More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour is brought to you by EDI Travel. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. Hey, thanks for listening to Faith Talk 57910 FM 102.1. It's Tuesday. I'm Bill Carl, and uh, I'm excited. This is going to be a good hour ahead of us. We're going to talk with our friends from Travel Cats, Catherine Hoyt and Sandra Holder, a little bit later on. They, every year, and not just during our Pastors Appreciation Day, but during our women's events, uh, during our Pastors Masters, they show up big to support uh, those in ministry. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with them. We're also going to talk about a case of religious freedom and the right of free speech in Atlanta. It is uh, a case, uh, Cochran versus the city of Atlanta, uh, that has just finally finished up with Atlanta paying $1.2 million to a former fire chief after firing him for, in his own time, writing a Bible study, writing a men's devotional. Uh, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk with Kevin Terrio from Alliance Defending Freedom about that case, the ins and out of it, outs of it, and what its implications are uh, in terms of uh, of us being able to share our faith, of us being able to be who we are, wherever we are, and uh, when clocking out, to be able to say, hey, this is who I am, and uh, I can express my faith uh, without fear of reprisal. Um, and that, man, that hits closer to home than you uh, might think. I have uh, several friends who are pastors. Uh, one in particular I'm thinking of right now who've had congregation members uh, who work in the public and the private sector who've uh, encountered this type of uh, discrimination. Uh, 
And so we're going to talk through that a little bit later on. Earlier in the program, we talked about what happened in Pittsburgh. Uh, We talked about uh, how somebody becomes emboldened from gathering a thought to taking action and uh, to, to giving a vent and an outlet to their hatred and to their uh, the evil that's within them, like this this man did last week. And uh, the big takeaway for that for me was we let that grow in the dark. And our relation our relationship to it as Christians is when we hear it, when we see it, even in its infancy, even in our conversations with those who may even be friends. And that type of stuff even begins to pop up just a little bit. We have to speak to that. We have to say that out loud and say, hey, listen, I I don't know what makes you think that you can say that in front of me and it's okay. Um, But it's not okay. And while I respect your First Amendment right to to speak, I'm going to tell you as a Christ follower, I don't subscribe to that. And you can't say that you're a Christ follower and hold that view too. It just doesn't work. And that was really, I guess that's as accurate as a summation is I can think of is we have to have the courage to stand up what's for what's right. And our love for people has to be based on a true godly love for them and a true godly concern and for other people groups, for other people of other faiths, for people of other religions, for people who don't believe the way that we believe, we are called to love them. And if we really don't agree with them, we're called to love them even more deeply. And so uh, going forward from that, I hope that's at least one of the lessons we glean as we move and as we mourn this and as we take a look at what's happening in our world and find our place, uh, hopefully to be reconcilers and not to be those who would form more division and more um, rage and more anger. Well, tomorrow is uh, Halloween, and so however you feel about that, um, got to be careful on the roads tomorrow night. Maybe you'll be heading to church for your church's uh, Halloween alternative or for a fall festival, or maybe, hey, maybe you're going trick-or-treating, heading out and costuming up. Um, Just got to watch yourself and drive slow and remind yourself that there's going to be a ton of little kids walking through the neighborhood, and maybe some big kids, too. This is, man... This is the, this is where it hits. I love this. By the way, Chesapeake, I think it's Chesapeake, Virginia. Mike was handing me my notes today. Now has an ordinance on the books. If you're 13, you are done trick-or-treating. It is officially against the law. I, I'm almost with that. Actually, though, my son Zachary is turning 13, and I don't think, I don't know. I hate to see him put in the clink for, for asking for a Reese's peanut butter cup. But that's the law now in Chesapeake is anyone over 12 years old caught participating in trick-or-treating or anything similar shall be guilty of a misdemeanor and shall be punished by a fine not less than $25, uh, no more than $100, or by confinement in jail for not more than six months or both. Okay, this is what... <laughs> I can hear that calling Joe Pippin on a Saturday morning. Mr. Pippin, what? This is Ralphie. What What happened, Ralphie? I was busted for trick-or-treating over age. How old are you, Ralphie? I'm 14. Okay, Ralphie. Mr. Pippin, what? Can you get my record expunged? I don't think they're going to let me into Harvard because, man, I got a few good and plenties extra when I was 13 years old. (laughs) How old do you think that age is? 
What do you think, Mike? Uh, about 38, I hope. 38. <laughs> I got to tell you, <laughs> listen, uh, I take the kids. I've taken the kids over the years. We've done both you know, church events, trunk or treat type things, and then just good old-fashioned, you know, dress them up like a hobo and grab a pillowcase and go out in the neighborhood and get some. And I got to tell you, I, I will say this. It's gotten older. Whatever that age is, it's like parents have gotten more like juveniles and juvenile. I've seen guys and girls out trick or treating, and I got to tell you, it wasn't just that they were tall. You looked in their face, and I'm like, "You've got to be 17." I mean, you've got a beard, and it's not a costume, and you probably. I just, yeah, I don't like that. I just think that's. I just, for me, I think 13 is about it. In fact, I think next year. Now, Zach still looks pretty young, but I think next year I might be like, dude, you and I are the bucket of candy holders this year. We'll sit here, we'll drink a couple of root beers and Dr. Peppers, and we'll throw back a bunch of candy, but I don't think, I think this has got to be it. This this can't be it anymore. Yeah, I think that uh, early teens at the, at the latest is probably a bit much. I mean, if you're driving from house to house trick-or-treating, you're probably too old. <laughs> If you're driving to go trick-or-treating, you are too old. I like that. I like this deal, too. I guess Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are uh, setting up a machine. I talked about this in the first hour. Uh, They're going to set this thing up in New York City. And I want to say Times Square, Fifth Avenue in New York. Fifth Avenue, by the way, not a bad candy. I wonder if they make those anymore. Um, If you, you You know the candy you hate that you used to get at Halloween, uh, it would be the equivalent of black licorice um, uh, jelly beans at Easter. Uh, it's For me, it was um, always, if it was the little individually wrapped generic caramel candies that were um, in black wax paper or orange wax paper, uh, those are the ones for me. And paydays, anything that's just kind of gooey and caramely like that, milk duds, you can have it. You can go to this machine, and they're going to let you exchange your unwanted candy and give you peanut butter cups in return, up to 10,000 cups. I would just, I think I might monopolize that machine. Man, there'd be people be behind me. I'd be like, wait, no, I got another vat. Here it comes. Let's do it. So, uh, yeah, that's going on. I wish I'd set that up all around the country. That would be pretty cool. I would say probably Reese's Peanut Butter Cups has to rank, has to rank in my top, I would say that's a top five candy. What else? What would be top five? What else were we missing? Uh, Kit Kat, I think, is probably up there for me at least. Kit Kat, I think, would be a top five. Uh, Hershey's, anything. Now, here's what I like. My kids hate dark chocolate. So when people get the, you know, they'll get the the mini bars, the, they call them fun size, which really means, you know, they're little tiny and they didn't cost you as much. Uh, when they get the fun size ones, there's a couple things that I always glean. One is the dark chocolate. I love dark chocolate. I would eat Baker's chocolate if I could every day. Um, and anything with nuts. Sarah, we found out this past summer, is uh, deathly allergic to peanuts and tree nuts. And that's another thing to be careful of, by the way, parents and people buying candy to hand out, be aware that happens. Um, So anything that falls into Sarah's bucket that has a nut in it, daddy taxes that pretty heavily. That comes right over to the dad pile. Uh, So anything like that. And then finally, we talked about this a little bit in the 4 o'clock hour. 
And you, I can't believe you don't know about these. You don't know about the, they're Whoppers. They're called Whoppers. They're malted milk. You know what I'm talking about, right? How could you not know? Oh, are you really? You like that? Yeah, I didn't think that was a great movie. Give me some different music. I'm not down with that. Meh. Meh. I'll go with that. Uh, our, fr- <laughs> our friends from Travel Cats are up next on the Bill Carl Show. Decorating a light switch cover, that's a do-it-yourself. Rewiring the light switch, that's a don't do-it-yourself. Don't take chances. Call your locally owned Mr. Sparky for any electrical repair. We always leave your home safer than we found it. And Mr. Sparky's straightforward pricing means no surprises. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Terms and conditions may apply. Call for details. Independently owned and operated. Licensed in the respective state or county. An exciting new book from Regnery looks at the power of love and intimacy from a godly perspective. It's called Love and Sex, a Christian guide to healthy intimacy. Sex is powerful. Just saying the word can stir up all kinds of emotions inside people. Maybe it's a positive emotion for you or a hurtful, shameful, confusing one. It's no wonder we humans struggle to understand its meaning and purpose. Hi, I'm Nancy Houston, a sex therapist, leadership coach, and licensed professional counselor. After counseling hundreds of clients about the topic of intimacy, I decided to write Love and Sex, a Christian guide to healthy intimacy. Love and Sex is filled with life-changing, compelling stories to help us all reconnect to love and is biblically based on the truths of God's Word. Get your copy now of best-selling author Nancy Houston's compelling new book, Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Every second, someone turns to OnStar for help. OnStar Emergency, this is Judy. Hi, I just had an accident and I need an ambulance, please. Are you injured? I think I'm okay. I'm just scared. I'm pregnant. I'm, I'm eight months. Okay. I have you on Kel Lane and Nell. I'm going to get the 911 centers on the line. 911. My name is Judy with OnStar. Going to need police and medical at Kel and Nellis. My subscriber's been involved in an accident. I'll get help out to you. I should call my husband. I can't find my cell phone. Do you want me to call him for you? Will you please? Now you can add this kind of protection to your car with new OnStar FMV. Hello, is this Eddie? Yeah. It's Judy with OnStar. I'm going to bring you on to speak with your wife. Thank you for holding, ma'am. Go ahead. Your husband's on the line. I just had an accident. It was a bad hit. Are you okay? I'm just scared. Maybe I'm, I'm on my way. OnStar is built into many new vehicles, or you can add it to almost any car with new OnStar FMV. Visit OnStar.com for availability, system limitations, and details. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. 
That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-704-1662. 800-704-1662. That's 800-704-1662. Hey, thanks for listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. It is a reunion today on The Bill Carl Show. For several years, I helped produce one of what is still my favorite programs with two of my favorite people, Travel Cats, with Catherine Hoyt and Sandra Holder. It airs on our sister station, AM 1380, The Biz, Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. and again at 5 p.m., And like I said, for a couple of years to be able to sit with these ladies and dream about all these amazing places that you can travel overseas and over here and to hear how that can happen was just such a pleasure. And I'm so thankful to welcome Catherine and Sandra uh, on the air today. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me. It's like reunion day. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. This is a lot of fun being back here with you. (laughs) Oh, I love, I loved uh, doing that program with you and helping produce that. I know, I know, (laughs) but Jose's doing a great job. Anyway, listen, the website is travelcats.com. That's travel, K A T Z.com. And we are so thankful because for another year, uh, you stepped up to the plate and you sponsored what is really the grand prize at our Pastors Appreciation Day. Uh, that, that big was, cruise that was so opportunity special. on Norwegian, and well, this this particular this I want to I want to make the correction. Now. Correct this me. year we have a choice. You can go either on Norwegian Cruise Line, uh, uh, a trip on there, or you can use uh, Holland America. Either one. Wow. So yeah. we gave uh, we gave the winner a choice. Either way, you're in Northern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, I, I have to tell you, uh, just the spirit with which you guys do that, with such generosity, and it has so much meaning. And now that you've been at that at pastors event for so many years, you see the impact that has. Yes, and oh, I would gosh, imagine yes. that have to play that has to play yeah. into why you continue. We to do actually that. got to see the. The first winner mm-hmm. this time. Oh yes, and that Pastor was Washington so stopped by. Wonderful because he still remembers that, and he wants to take another tour. And he has but, a girlfriend. Uh, yes, and he he wants he's he's going to be booking for us. With That's us so great. Pretty soon. Oh so. yeah, and okay. it was a joy seeing him again. Really. So for those who are not familiar with Travel Cats and say, why would I even? want to book a trip with a travel agent when I can just jump online and kind of piece something together. Introduce what you do and how you do it and how that makes a difference. I think the key word that you just used was peace. Mm. You can only piece together something on the Internet, and you can also spend hours and hours doing it. And if that's not the most frustrating thing for you, I don't know what would be. Um, 
Travel Cats, Sandra and I have been doing this for years. We know our suppliers. We know who would provide for you the right trip. You, on the other hand, have to sit behind the computer and look at how many how many oh. cruise lines are there? Oh, how gee. many rental car yeah. companies are there? Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> I, how hotels? I mean, and oh, we it's... know what you want to do because you're going to tell us when you want to go, where you want to go, who's traveling with you, and how much your budget is. That's all we need to know, yeah. and then we can put a, a really and nice trip together. Our other most important thing is all-inclusive. Yes. We fix it. This tour or trip or whatever you decide on, whether it's a cruise overseas or, you know, stay in the Caribbean or the U.S., whatever, we make it all-inclusive. So you don't have to pull out your wallet unless you want to buy yourself a gift. You know, it's all – that's so important because there's – it just to know that you're not going to have any bad surprises, mm. right? It's just great surprises, right? Well, and I provide think too, for you. you know, it, let's say your budget is three thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and you go online and mm-hmm. you go to a cruise uh, uh, a website, and yeah. then uh, maybe you're going to make some excursions, and you find out about a golf course in the Bahamas, mm-hmm. and then you decide. While I'm there, I want to go to dinner at this very special place. You're going to end up paying list price on all of that because mm-hmm. you're oh, yeah. doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Whereas opposed to calling you at Travel Cats, and by the way, the number is 352 277 7300. That's 352 277 7300. You have the in with those companies. So yes. I would imagine that that $3,000 goes a lot farther. Oh, definitely. Oh, absolutely. That's the reason for you to call us mm-hmm. or we to have go these, on our site. We have special relationships with suppliers that will do favors for us, quote mm-hmm. unquote, mm-hmm. for our groups. And mm-hmm. you can't get the amenities by yourself. There's nope. just no way. So all those secret little, you know, you hear your friends talking about, oh, we got this deal and there was this upgrade and all this kind of thing. I would imagine that you guys really at Travel Cats are the key to that type of experience. Yes, absolutely. Well, um, go ahead. Uh, the the upgrades and all of that, uh, uh, you know, absolutely, we do have catalog pricing. But when we have a relationship with a supplier, we can pitch the catalog out in the ocean mm. because they will work <laughs> with us and give us our pricing. And you can't do that by yourself. No. That's you just, right. And, yeah. and the hours that you're going to spend on the computer, just think of how many hours that is away from your family. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I just think. When you're making that once-in-a-lifetime trip, that big trip, that big journey, you want to get in touch with people who can help you make the most out of that. And that's mm-hmm. Travel Cats. Travel, K-A-T-Z.com is the website. We're with Catherine Hoyt and Sandra Holder from Travel Cats, and they've been so generous as a year-in, year-out sponsor of our grand prize at our Pastors Appreciation Day and others events, other events. You've done our women's event, Women in yes. Ministry mm-hmm. event. Yes. Uh, Let's talk We're doing a- the Pastors Masters as well. Yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> and here's something so awesome. You guys just broke this recently. There are trips you can take abroad, and there are trips that you can take to rediscover our own country, this America that we live in. Mm-hmm. Yes. And talk about this Route 66 journey <laughs> that you have on. I'm already ready to slick my hair back and put on a leather jacket and jump in a Thunderbird. <laughs> 
Uh, make it a make Where? it a Harley or a Honda with a fairing, and you've got it made. You're right. However, this particular trip is 25 years old okay. in 2019, so they're celebrating their 25th anniversary. They already have, uh, I think last date was 35 people signed up for it. So, and where are we starting on Route 66? Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Chicago. We leave at 6 o'clock in the morning on the first day, and it's on the website. Uh, you know, it's, it's scrolling on the website right now. Uh, the first day we leave at 6 o'clock, and we go from, from Chicago, St. Louis, through, <clears throat> excuse me, through Oklahoma, Texas, and then we get out into New Mexico, Arizona, yeah, right. and end in mm-hmm. Santa Monica, California. Yeah. Are you going to get right out to the end of the pier? What's, oh, absolutely. Yes, We've already been yes. there, already done that. That is a fabulous. That's a great pier. And the oh, beach we're going to do that. that. Absolutely. Yeah, we've been out there, so we know what you're, what you're going to see. Oh, I can yes. hear the Get Your Kicks on Route 66 song in, in yeah, my head right now. Let me your comb cookie. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> Nice. Talk about on that route. By the way, we're talking with our friends at Travel Cats, uh, Catherine yes. Hoyt and Sandra Holder, who are just so generous year in and year out with our pastors' events and our women's events and our everything that we do to be a benefit to the to the Christian community. Uh, TravelCats.com is a website, TravelKATZ.com. So Route 66, you start in Chicago, you end up on the Santa Monica Pier. What are some of those things along the way that are memorable to you? Every time you make that trip, you're like, oh, this was the best. Oh, well, they really uh, they highlighted uh, things that are in Illinois specifically because uh, Illinois blows up Route 66 as mm-hmm. far as an iconic uh, road. So that that portion of the trip is going to be two days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the time is is one day here. But all of your hotels are being planned. All of your meals are being planned. And Mr. Higgins, who is the uh, originator of this particular thing and has owned it for eight years, put this together for for us. Now, yes. originally it was motorcycle rally. Okay. Right? Then it turned into, okay, we'll add cars as we need to. Mm-hmm. Sandra, you and I are going to go a step higher, and we're introducing the uh, luxury, luxury motor coach. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, there'll be room on that motor coach for about 50 yeah. people. And the thing I like best about it is it's hop on, hop off. Wow. Yes, that's what I want. <clears throat> so if you can't make the entire trip, maybe you can make a portion of it this year, a portion of it the following year, et cetera, So you, et you have a level of control over that. And, and I have mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, for a guy like me, this is one reason I know you guys do a ton of cruises, uh-huh. and, and Missy and I eventually will be calling you to do a cruise with the kids. Absolutely. <laughs> but one of the hard things for me is I'm kind of a control freak. So when mm-hmm. I travel, if I want to stay somewhere a little bit longer, that mm-hmm. can be a problem. Or if I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of I'm out of this place. It sounds like with this Route 66 trip, you have a little bit more control, a little bit more ability yes. to say, okay, yes. listen, you know what? Amarillo is not my thing. I'm on to Gallup. Yep. Uh-huh. Exactly. You know. you so if if, uh, if you need to stop and rest for a period of time, they uh, George is providing you with a, a an itinerary mm-hmm. that will give you an idea of where their next stop is going to be to gas up or a restaurant or whatever. And if you want to rest where you're at for for a couple of hours, you can always. Uh, plan to meet them up at the next stop. Okay. And it's very detailed. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has each city where he's going to stop for what? A restaurant, gas, uh, potty break, whatever. And <laughs> and uh, I, I, I'm really enamored with this because I'm so detail-oriented. I can appreciate all the work that he's mm-hmm. put in this. 
and it's 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 an amazing thing. And he even provides maps. Now, do you have yes. you gone on a Harley? Has yep. that been your thing? Well, back in the day, I did ride a motorcycle, but we won't go there. <laughs> You're listening to Faith Talk five seventy nine ten FM one hundred two point one. I'm with my friends Catherine Hoyt and Sandra Holder from Travel Cats. Uh, and a big trip being planned for what I think is an American pilgrimage. Oh, I think. I, and you, if yes. you think about yeah. what you want to do uh, in those years that you're able to travel and those times you're able to travel here in the States, I think this, if you have your bucket list, this has to be at the top, the Route 66 trip. Uh, you can sign up for that. You can get more information at TravelCats.com. That's TravelKATZ.com. Or call Travel Cats at 352 277 7300. That's 352 352- 277-7300 and talk to Sandra and talk to Catherine and get yourself on, uh, get your kicks on uh, on Route 66. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and what comes along with this trip that maybe if I said, guys, I'm just going to do my own trip. I know the song, so I know what cities <laughs> to stop in. What am I picking up on this trip that I'm not going to be able to do by myself? It's called the Back Roads Mm-hmm. I mean, do you really know where the back roads are for Route 66? Because a lot of them have been incorporated into uh, maybe a state road mm-hmm. or maybe it's been incorporated into the interstate. So oh. you wouldn't necessarily know where to get on and off the interstate to uh, proceed on that iconic road. Yeah. And on that road are several landmarks that are still standing yeah. from back wow. in the day. So you're going so, back in time. Yeah, so you don't mm-hmm. want to miss any of that and that's I would say that that's probably the most important part right. of it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. seeing all that back in the day type stuff and oh, and yeah. rekindling the feeling of the 60s and and all of that in Route 66. It's just, you put on your poodle skirt yeah. and a scarf. There you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bobby socks. Bobby your socks. Oxford. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't look good in a poodle skirt. <laughs> but, I bet not. <laughs> uh, listen, this is, uh, again, uh, this is a trip that maybe you've dreamed about taking, and you have an opportunity now to take that Route 66 trip with uh, a group that knows where to go, knows all the little out-of-the-way spots that you can stop at and enjoy maybe a great meal or some amazing shopping or just touring and you know those cities i've got the lyrics up in front of me so it's chicago st louis uh oklahoma city amarillo gallup flagstaff uh let's see uh winona kingman barstow san bernardino <laughs> yeah ready to sing <laughs> and then uh you end up right there in santa monica on the pier and you can do that with Travel Cats. You can call them today at uh, 352-277-7300. That's 352-277-7300. TravelKATZ.com. That's TravelKATZ.com. And ask for my friends uh, Sandra Holder and Catherine Hoyt. And uh, know this, that when you deal with Travel Cats, you're dealing with some great Christian people who love the Lord, who love those who serve the Lord, and speaking of how much you appreciate pastors and ministry, I know your pastor has a special event coming up, and you wanted to just take a moment to kind of hit on that. Yes, if I could, please. Valentine's Week 2019, February the 9th through the 16th, we are planning a cruise, a marriage enrichment seminar at sea. And uh, you can give me a call at 352-277-7300 if you're interested in that. We're limited to 25 couples, and we're 120 days out. So get your reservations in there right away. It's going to be an amazing trip. And my pastor uh, has been trained in this during the military. He's a lieutenant colonel. 
and um, he has done a phenomenal job in the military doing this very thing. All right. Marriage seminar at sea. If it doesn't work out, just throw somebody overboard. Ah. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, you can get in contact with uh, Catherine about that again uh, at 352-277-7300 or at TravelCats.com. That's TravelKATZ.com. Coming up next, we'll talk to Kevin Theriot from the Alliance Defense Fund. Thanks for listening. Faith Talk. Here's the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Pittsburgh's Jewish community began burying its dead Tuesday after the synagogue massacre, holding funerals for a beloved family doctor, a pillar of the congregation, and two 50-something brothers known as the Rosenthal Boys. President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump, meanwhile, arrived for a visit to the city. Thousands of mourners jammed a synagogue, a Jewish community center, and a third undisclosed site for the first in a week-long series of funerals, taking part in what has become an all-too-familiar American ritual in this age of mass shootings. James Whitey Bulger, the murderous Boston gangster who benefited from a corrupt relationship with the FBI before spending 16 years as one of America's most wanted men, was slain in federal prison. He was 89. Bulger was found unresponsive Tuesday morning at the U.S. Penitentiary in West Virginia. On Wall Street, the dot by 432 points. This is SRN News. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. Let's face it, we live in a time where we constantly have to sift through fake news and fake qualifications. Here in Florida, with the uptick in the need for electrical contractors, it's not unusual to hear about electricians who either portray their abilities beyond that which they're licensed for, or they're not licensed at all, compromising the quality of work and the safety of their clients. You can rest secure knowing that Mr. Sparky electricians are fully licensed and qualified to perform the installations and repairs you require. Not only are Mr. Sparky electricians fully licensed, they're background checked, drug tested, they arrive on time, and every bit of work they do is satisfaction guaranteed 100%. And there's nothing fake about that. You don't have to put up with any malarkey called 888-8-SPARKY. This is Jennifer Horn for the Salem Radio Network. The Democrats resorted to extreme measures to defeat Justice Kavanaugh. Even though they lost, they apparently have no shame or intention of changing their ugly tactics. Republican Senator Susan Collins was first bribed, then vilified and threatened for supporting him. Why the ugliness? As we look to the election, Democrats are terrified they may lose government support for their ardent supporter, Planned Parenthood. They justify it as, quote, protecting women's health, but it's really about money and power. They didn't mind risking the health of Dr. Christine Ford, their star anti-Kavanaugh witness. After losing in 2016 and failing to stop this Supreme Court nominee, the behavior of the left has turned radical and dangerous. It ought not be rewarded. Join me in voting Republican on November the 6th. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Do you have a cracked or broken windshield and full coverage insurance? Do you want a new windshield at no charge and up to $100 cash back on the spot for your damaged windshield? Call Autoglass America today at 813-96-GLASS. They work for you, not your insurance company. 813-96-GLASS. 
Hi, my name is Fernando Cespedes with Family Focus Insurance Solutions. Are you disappointed with your health insurance plan? Do you have Medicare or are you new to Medicare? Are all the options confusing? Then please give us a call at 813-533-3000. At Family Focus Insurance Solutions, we have been assisting our Florida neighbors for years. Our certified staff can meet with you and provide clear guidance with sincere respect. Call Family Focus Insurance today at 813-533-3000. In football, there's an end zone. But in life, each of us has a comfort zone, that personal space around us that should be protected and respected. A healthy relationship is one in which both parties are on an equal playing field and are comfortable with each other's interactions. It's important that we help our children set boundaries, to learn what to do in an uncomfortable situation, and to respect the boundaries of others. Dad, have a conversation with your kids. For five tips for teaching your kids about boundaries, visit allprodad.com. Scary where you go. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk 570-910-FM102.1. Everybody prepping their costumes for trunk or treats and fall festivals and uh, Halloween alternatives and then just getting out and trick-or-treating tomorrow night. It's strange, though. You know, when I was a kid, it was either kind of the cheapo costume made out of highly flammable materials uh, from Kmart. Or by the time I got to be probably 11 or 12... I just went out in my dad's clothes and popped a pillow up under my shirt, and we were all hobos. It's gotten a lot more elaborate, both for adults and kids uh, these days. Like, what's your favorite costume ever that you've you've put together? Anything crazy? Um, let's see here. Um, I got to say, one of the most unique ones I had that I wasn't very uh, excited about was this one. Where, uh, long story short, I was probably in elementary school, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they did the thing where uh, it was probably Halloween day at school. Everybody dressed up, and you, like, walked around the school with your costume on. So right, could see what yeah, was going this on. is a costume parade, yeah. And my mom decided to dress me up that year. <laughs> and What's up, Mike? Your mom dressing you these days? <laughs> I was a uh, jar of jelly beans. That's awesome. <laughs> I had a buddy, uh, Dave Kirby, and some of you may recognize that name. He and I years ago did a morning show called The Good Guys. And Dave was telling me that one year he went as a shrub. Wow. He, he, I don't know how he did it. He had put on green um, bags, like trash bags, and then stuck branches out of them. I have never had a cool costume. Now, my son had one last year. We went to the thrift store, and he went as a hobbit. And, I mean, he looked, except for he couldn't grow hair on his feet. It was like, it was crazy how much I was, yeah, the ring. It was awesome. Hey, listen, um, we're so thankful uh, for those in our community who stand up and and speak for Christ and stand up and, and contribute to church life. And it's, it's one of the things that strikes me is it seems like the people uh, who seem to be the busiest who have the most responsibility often shoulder that burden as well. And sometimes it can work against them. Uh, thankfully, there are organizations like Alliance, De- Alliance Defending Freedom, uh, and you can find them online at adfmedia.org who stand up. Uh, for those who express their faith in the public arena, even when it's on their own time. Uh, Kevin Terrio joins us from Alliance Defending Freedom, Senior Counsel. Big case that's been going on for some time now has been resolved with uh, Cochran versus City of Atlanta. Kevin, thanks for joining us. 
Oh, it's good to be on, Bill. Thanks for having me. Kevin, for our listeners who may not be familiar with this case that came out of Atlanta uh, with the uh, fire chief there, Kelvin Cochran, thumbnail sketch that for us, and then let's continue the conversation. Sure. Uh, Chief Cochran is a highly decorated uh, firefighter, had a 34-year career, was named Fire Chief of the Year in 2012, appointed by the Obama administration as the chief fire administrator of the entire country, and was the uh, fire chief of Atlanta and had that, uh, that, uh, that department running more efficiently than it ever had. It got the highest insurance rating for the city that it ever had. Um, and he had written a book about a year prior, uh, about 2014, about for his men's Bible study. Mm-hmm. And in that book, he talks about what it means to be a man of God, and of course, on one or two pages, he lists sins that every man should be concerned about, about 17 of them. Um, and we're all guilty of at least one of them. Sure. And, uh, but he lists the fact that marriage should be confined to uh, a man and a woman, and mm-hmm. sex should be confined to marriage between a man and a woman, more correctly. Right. And uh, the, a city councilman found out about it. Um, he happened to be gay, and he let the HR department know about it and was concerned about it, they ended up suspending him for a month because they were concerned that with these views, these traditional views that most major religions hold, that he might uh, be discriminating. And uh, and, uh, they did an investigation during that 30 days, found out that he'd never discriminated against anyone. Uh, But they fired him anyway um, due to pressure from the community in January of 2016. You know, what's strange about this, and as I was kind of reading through the case before uh, getting on the phone with you, is that, you know, this, we talk about, we, we typically ascribe this type of action maybe to the left. And yet this was a, you know, uh, Kelvin Cochran was somebody at the time when he was asked to come back to Atlanta as fire chief who was working for the Obama administration. So really unusual the way this turned out and also to be exonerated and still face firing uh, over that over that devotional. That's right, and, and it's, what's interesting is the city of Atlanta fired him in the name of tolerance, and of course, mm-hmm. tolerance for uh, conventional Christian values is not is not something that they were advocating. But tolerance for everybody else's values was, um, and I think their version of diversity is what we're seeing across the country. A, a version of diversity means enforcing conformity to the left to the left's point of view, and purging dissenters. And when you do that. Um, you get a situation where Chief Cochran was fired, and, and so we had to file a lawsuit on his behalf. You know, and I'm, I have to say, too, uh, Mayor Kasim Reed, who was the person who suspended uh, Cochran initially and then uh, fired him, uh, just, I mean, I, I wonder, you know, at some point, here's here's his hand-picked guy, and he's having to fire him. I mean, just kind of the lack of courage in this. I can't imagine that... Uh, that was a pleasant thing for him to have to do that. And and I just, at some point I'm like, man, have a little backbone, have a little steel about you. Right. (laughs) I think you're right. I don't think he really wanted to fire him. I think he had a lot of pressure from the community and we live in this politically correct correct world where people uh, think that uh, you're dangerous um, just because you believe what Christians have always believed about marriage. 
And, and that's, that, that's a, that should be a concern for everyone. Kevin Terrio joins us. He's senior counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom. And this case has now come out to a place where Atlanta is going to have to pay $1.2 million to uh, uh, their former fire chief, Kelvin Cochran, uh, and reinstate him after violating his First Amendment freedoms. First of all, I think it says a lot that this case made it through the courts. And to get that decision says a lot, too, about uh, probably the competence with which you argued this, Kevin. Talk about your strategy going before the courts and talk about how this played out as you as uh, you went through this process. Well, certainly. I just want to correct one thing, though. They are paying him $1.2 million, but they're not going to reinstate Okay, so, I'm sorry. I messed yeah, that up. Yeah, that's, that's quite all right. I, I just, just, just wanted to make sure that was clear. Mm-hmm. You know, our strategy was to demonstrate that um, we should – all have the freedom to live without fear of being fired just because of our religious beliefs. Mm. And he wrote a book about his religious beliefs that was concerned to the city. They had this policy in place that said you can't write any books, even if they're unrelated to work, unless you get permission of the mayor first. Right. And they, they said they fired him because of that and, and violated his free speech rights. And, and that book was written actually before he became the fire chief, right? No, he wrote it as okay. the fire chief, but he wrote it on his own time. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so that, that's quite all right. So talk about talk about that in the context of of us as Christians and expressing our faith and expressing our beliefs. What are some things that we need to know that we need to be, you know, secure in? I think so many people are afraid these days to do anything, to stand up for themselves, to go through maybe what he's gone through. And yet we have the we have the legal right to express ourselves. That's right. And and the government can't force you to check your religious beliefs at the door when you go to work as an employee of the government. And there was actually some testimony in the record um, by one of the city councilmen that said, yeah, you can believe what you want, but you got to check those beliefs at the door. Uh, if you work for the government. Well, that's just not true. Um, if you are a government employee, you're protected by the United States Constitution, which not only gives you the right to freedom of speech, but to the free the right to free exercise of religion. And the, and the government can't just fire you because they don't like your beliefs and they don't like what you say. Now, obviously, there's some limits to that. You, if you are advocating um, that your religious beliefs are that you're advocating for killing of children or sacrificing of mm-hmm. children and that kind of something ridiculous like that. Well, the government has an interest in making sure that its employees are not, um, uh, you know, violating the law. But clearly that was not the case here where Chief Cochran was found to have not violated, not only not violated the law, but not violated anybody's rights. And uh, I think that's, um, you should, if, if you are a government employee, you should educate yourself. You can, as you said earlier, you can go to adfmedia.org, find out about Chief Cochran and other stories about people who um, are being persecuted for their faith and what uh, ADF and our allies are doing uh, to make sure that we're standing up for their rights. So educate and then be motivated to stand up and, and do something about it. Contact us if you feel like you or someone else have your are being persecuted because of your freedom of conscience or being forced to do something that would violate your conscience. Let us know. ADFmedia.org is the website. Kevin Dario is senior counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom. Kevin, in addition to going to those sites, if we have something that's happened to us that maybe we need to find legal help with, how can we support the work of Alliance Defending Freedom? How can we get behind what you guys do? 
Well, you can go to our website, adflegal.org, and show, find out how to pray for us, which is uh, the primary thing that we covet, and then also how to support us. We provide all of our services free of charge. We didn't charge Chief Cochran a dime, picked up all the cost of the litigation and uh, the, the attorney's fees uh, the, and, and paid for the attorneys to represent him. And so um, it's, a costly, uh, it's a costly undertaking. Uh, especially when you have cases like, for instance, Jack Phillips, who was also persecuted for his belief, beliefs, and we had to take that all the way to the Supreme Court. So, um, you know, support us with your prayers, support us with your finances, and let people know that there are organizations out there like ADF that can stand up for people's freedom. Tell us what's going on with uh, Chief Cochran now. What, what's been his life been like over these last uh, months as he's waded through this, and, and what's happening now that this decision has come down for him? Well, first of all, he would tell you that they they have really ruined his career in the sense that it was very difficult for him to get a job or even a speaking engagement. He was a, a highly sought after speak, speaker in the in the world of uh, firefighting and and in uh, in toward the country, and those dried up almost immediately when the mayor started criticizing him. Because of his beliefs and because of the book that he wrote, uh, but God has taken care of him, and he works for his church. He he obviously talks about his book, and he talks a lot about religious freedom now and how even though it may cost you your career, it's worth standing up for. And in this instance, there was good news as he's going to be compensated and and for the damages that he lost. That is so great. Thanks for sharing that story with us. And again, Alliance Defending Freedom, if you have an issue that's popped up, maybe you've suffered some level of persecution and you need some help, you'd like some counsel, adfmedia.org. ADFmedia.org is the website. Uh, If you'd like to contribute and be a part of the efforts of Alliance Defending Freedom to stand for people of faith uh, and their rights to speak their faith, to live their faith uh, within the public uh, square, Uh, then you can be a part of that as well. Your prayers are coveted, uh, your gifts are coveted, and uh, they could stand to to hear from you. And, Kevin, you brought up uh, the Supreme Court case. Uh, Talk a little bit about the prevalence or the—I don't know if prevalence is the right word. How often is this happening in our country? How common is this? Is this a bigger issue than maybe we even know about? It really is. There are people—we have have movie makers, we have cake bakers like Jack Phillips, we have Mm -hmm. florists— we have people who have businesses, any kind of creative arts, where the, the, the local ordinances lots of times in different cities are forcing them to participate in religious ceremonies like same-sex weddings, uh, even though that would violate their deepest uh, held con- convictions. And, and that kind of violation of their right of conscience is a problem. You also see it in the medical field, where doctors and other medical professionals, nurses, are being forced to participate in things like prescribing drugs for um, for the uh, an end of a pregnancy mm-hmm. or to um, um, or to uh, refer somebody for physicians assisted suicide I mean those are those are things that violate the deepest convictions of folks and um, in that's the kind of conscience rights that we've protected since the founding of this country and and if we can't continue to do so then our freedom all of our freedoms are are in jeopardy Kevin Therio is the senior counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, he is also vice president for Center for Life and has litigated numerous cases uh, within this realm of religious freedom. Again, make contact with Alliance Defending Freedom. Support them. Pray for them. 
adfmedia.org. That's adfmedia.org. Hey, Kevin, thank you for spending time. I'd imagine you're a pretty busy guy, and it just means a lot that you would take a few moments to talk with us about uh, Chief Fire Chief uh, Cochran's case. And so grateful to hear that you guys are on it and you got that win there in Atlanta. Well, it's a privilege to be on your show and a privilege to uh, have the opportunity to represent people like Chief Cochran. So thank you. Amen. God bless. Great show today. And so awesome to be able to talk to people like Kevin Terrio and Alliance Defending Freedom. We talked to our friends uh, from Travel Cats, Catherine Hoyt and Sandra Holder. We talked with Paul Porter about uh, what's going on with Brian Boyle. Glad to hear he's in remission and still praying for our friend Bill Bunkley. Uh, You can update on his Facebook page, which is public. He's just trooping right through that. Had his bone marrow transplant and in the recovery process. And you can even find his voting guides there. And kind of get a grip on what his thoughts are in terms of uh, what you should be doing at the ballot box. All of that. And again, thank you to Trisha Goyer. She's the author of the book, Calming Angry Kids, Help and Hope for Parents in the Whirlwind. Sometimes I've been caught in that whirlwind. If you're a mom or a dad, bet you have too. Have a great night. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.